0: The San Jose Sharks get swept by the Calgary Flames. They get flame broiled. They get torched. You name it. It wasn't fun early. It wasn't fun end. Maybe a little bit of a teaser early on or in the middle of it. Yeah, well, we'll break that down. And hey, just to make you even more excited, we'll also break down the Barracuda game too. It didn't go well. Spoiler alert. All that and more right now on Teal Town After Dark. Happy holidays, everyone, from all of us here at Teal Town USA. It is Tuesday night, December 20th, 2022. The Sharks lose... A not-so-nail-abiter, biter, 7 3 to the Calgary Flames. We welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark, your live interactive Sharks post-game. We do this after every game, still. And if you want to be part of the show, join the conversation and chat with us and fellow Sharks fans all over the world in Sharks territory on the YouTube page or the app. Of course, follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, reddit discord tiktok find everything at tealtownusa.com if you want to support the pod venmo us at tealtownusa or of course you can join us in having a super chat donation that goes back to help support the show and we're not the only thing that needs support on this uh, on this podcast uh ian reed good evening bud how you holding up this
1: team is fucking terrible
0: wait which one uh, both of them. Um, <laughs> oh,
1: God. Fuck. I, where to start? Right. I mean, we'll start with the sharks because okay. that's why people are here. I mean,
0: um, God. Yeah, they're, they're both bad and they should both feel bad. Oh, I mean, they if they don't feel bad, holy hell, that's insane. Um, I mean, you talk about getting ready. You talk about prepping. You talk about having that killer instinct. You're sharks after all. And then you lay a dud 30 seconds in off of two turnovers. If I wanted turnovers, I'd ask Puck Mom for, for Pepperidge Farm Apple turnover. You know, none of this crap. I mean, they did not show up.
1: Yeah, I mean, some really bad play uh, early on, um, obviously, like leads to two goals in the back of the net. Um, I I mean, the the Flames, their forecheck is is just really good. Like, it's a very intense forecheck. Um, And we saw it all through the game. But, like, right off the hop, yeah, like, the Sharks didn't feel like starting on time. And it definitely bit them in the ass very quickly. Um, I think the—I don't think there was a blue liner on this team that you could be— happy with at this point. Like, I think the whole blue line was was garbage, but I also don't think they got a lot of support from the forwards. Um, you look at, especially early on in this game, when Calgary was just like, every time a, a shark defender grabbed the puck, like, there was a flame on them, and the forwards were not coming back to support. So your options are basically try not to, you know, basically try and keep the puck, Uh, on your stick and try to do something with it even though you've got like a guy bearing down on you or you could turn it over by trying to pass it up to one of your forwards that's off in fucking never never land waiting for a pat you know waiting for a stretch pass or something yeah and and that's going to get picked off because again the 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 calgary flames come in waves Um, you know so you could skate it uh, you know, you skate it into the corner behind your net and try and recover or you could try and pass and it'll get picked off or, you know, like no matter what happens, because you're not getting any support, like your options are like slim to none. So, you know, the, Sh- the Calgary Flames are all over you and the Sharks didn't have an answer for it for a large portion of the game. And I think, you know, we'll talk about how the Sharks got close in this game, but I don't think they
0: had any business being in this game
1: at any point no
0: and it goes to show you you know Calgary's had its struggles and so has Markstrom all season this year he hasn't been the Markstrom of last year where he was a Vesna candidate but Calgary let them in this game because I I thought within the first three minutes Calgary could have had at least two or three more goals um yeah I mean it's just like goodness gracious, it could have been really ugly. It could have been Cow Palace ugly. You know, um, just uh, y- again, y- you gotta show up, gang. You gotta give a damn. You gotta give a damn. I don't
1: think it's that they'll give it mean, I, I Look, I mean... I just think that they just, I don't know, whatever the, the plan is, whatever the game plan supposed to be just isn't working. Like, you know, David Quinn comes on and he talks about things. I think after last game, you know, the thing that I just mentioned about how the Sharks are, you know, they don't support the forwards, aren't supporting the defensive enough. Like these things, like he, David Quinn says all the right things, but for some reason, like none of this shit's ever addressed. It seems like everything that David Quinn, like I, I think David Quinn has done a good job of, of very definitively outlining a lot of the, Issues that this team is having, but when it comes time for the X's and O's to translate to the ice, it just it doesn't happen,
0: and that's painful to, to have. I mean, you can say everything you want in the media, but if the players aren't executing it to the plan, I mean, you're gonna get pooped on like you like you did. Yeah, you know?
1: and Calgary's like, I I think Calgary's a better team than their record would indicate right now. Um and like the, again, the sharks are just not a good team. Like, yeah, they they, they put up some goals against Arizona and Anaheim, bravo, bravo. Like, <laughs> what do you, you know what I mean? Like, it, right. so it, it you get this like this illusion of 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 possibly things kind of coming together, right? And I just I don't know, man, like. I don't know, this team's just bad. And we knew this team's bad. We know this right. team is bad. We know this team isn't good. Um, When Nick Benino is skating as your 1C, I mean, things have clearly gone off the rails.
0: And, and when he was at times ha, have Matt Nieto as a winger, that tells you the lack of depth that this team has. Oh, yeah, like... <laughs> yikes.
1: You know, it's funny because, like, I've always, I've always joked about certain players and how, like certain players like the the way that they're remembered you would think like the, the Sharks were like a deck of like you know a house of cards built on their back right but in, in this case I mean like you, you lost a really big uh foundational piece in, in Tomas Hurdle for two games and look I'm going to piss a lot of people off but deserved absolutely um, deserved unfortunately I think it's deserved so if you, if you if you don't like it I mean you can go to Brody and Curtis tell you that it wasn't oh. deserved but but I mean, it, and, and look at and and you and you'll come at me and say, oh, yeah, well, those guys said it wasn't. Deserved. Yeah, those guys like should wear fucking cheerleader uniforms in the in their little studio because that's all they do. So, I mean, if that's, you know, if that's your big takeaway is like, well, Ian, I don't think you're right because Brodus and Kurti, Curtis clearly know better. Well, you're right. But, you know, give them some fucking pom poms, too, while they're spewing their bullshit um, now will I hear arguments that I will hear arguments of like, you know, nothing's consistent. I agree. Yeah. It's not consistent. Like I think a play that hurdle made should get, you know, that should be the, the, when you two hand a guy in the head injury or not, like that should be the starting point for, for discipline. Now you can go and find me all kinds of clips where, you well, this wasn't a, you know, like, okay, fine. Agree. Yes. You know, you want to see more consistency. I don't think that, the sharks, yeah, again, like if if you want to hear that the sharks, you know, the the NHL has it in so bad for the sharks, you you've got the wrong fucking host tonight. I'm sorry, because <laughs> um, I'm you're never gonna get that from me because I think all teams, you know, think the same thing that the league's out to fucking get them. Um, should everyone who makes a play like that be suspended two games? Yeah, I I think that's mm-hmm. what it should be. Uh, and you'd like to see consistency, unfortunately the wheel of justice doesn't work consistently no, no. and it is, it is what it is. And I will, I will hear that argument. But if you're looking for somebody to come on here and sob that Tomas hurdle got two games, even though he didn't have like, and I don't think like, look at, I'm not saying Tomas hurdle is a fucking dirty player. He's not, but he
0: no. made a stupid play. And you know, those are the repercussions. He made his emotions get to him a little bit too much. After, let's be honest, Lindholm cross checks him like three times, Uh, but you got to be careful with what you do because they they always catch the retaliation. I mean, that's a god given
1: exactly. That's
0: that's the thing is that you can't do that, and and you're right. Uh, uh, He deserves a suspension. I was thinking one, he got two.
1: I think that should be where a suspension for that kind of yeah. play starts regardless, I mean, and obviously history it should ramp up, right, and Hurdle didn't have history yeah. again, like you know, if if he got one game like, I, you know, I'm not going to come on here and be like I can't believe he only got one game for that, right like, I, I'd be fine either way but I don't think this two games is this egregious offense that um, some people have made it out to be and again, like I said um, if if you are, you know, if your take is Bro Brody and, and Brownie are right on this one, like, yeah, okay. It's fine. But I mean, those guys aren't exactly. No, I'll say it. I'll say it like you're going to get you will get more. You will get more objectivity from slap nuts like us than you ever will on the Sharks broadcast. That's as I burn all our bridges.
0: Well, that's where we tell it like it is. I mean, let's be honest here, you know if you want some sugar coating yeah you can look somewhere else but let's yeah, go, be honest
1: go. there's plenty of places yeah, that can
0: cheerlead this team but go go the, let's not let them all go but i mean i get your point point. it's it's that uh, you can't you got to see it with you know yeah we'll talk about teal tinted glasses but you're also going to tell it like it is because let's be honest here so, you know if he didn't get anything i would be stunned and tonight's game would have been a disaster, you know, with uh, with a bunch of crap going on all around it. Uh yeah. and, and now that being said, is department player safety perfect? Absolutely not. Because no, you can take a look at Shimmick. You could look at the Nato hits. You know, they can't figure out what they want to do. So that's that's yeah, the bullshit. Yeah. I mean, the on department that.
1: player safety sucks. I'm not arguing that. But like, I I never judged. Like, I think if you start if you start judging a play based on another play and then trying to like extrapolate from there, then you're playing the department of player safety game. I don't, I, I just, I can't approach it from that angle. And I just, so I won't. And if that offends you, I apologize.
0: No, but it, it it shouldn't, it shouldn't. I mean, yes, of course we would love for them to win. They're not going to win this year, folks. No. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's become, it's becoming bad again. You know, oh, well, not like it hasn't been bad before. But my point being is, is that you it's know, been bad for about three years. It's now, been to be honest. well, yeah. But I mean, this is getting bad, bad. You know, uh, <laughs> some of the comments coming in from the locker room. I'll get you your super chat in just a second, Rob. Yeah. Uh, Sturm is a team guy, one of the hardest workers. He's a leader. I mean, he showed his leadership uh, tonight. Nice play to get get them within one early in the first period. It, you know, late in the first period. Then he, you know, defends uh, a borderline hit, I will say at the least. I didn't even think it was that horrible uh when he when Sturm fights Richie. Um Yeah, I I mean, good on like
1: I love Nico Sturm, don't yeah. me wrong. But I was like oh I'm gonna miss him soon fight with Nick Richie. Like that's not smart. Uh, but I mean at least again, you know, um at least he's sticking up for his guy, right? right. Like he's, you know, he, he saw, he didn't like the hit on Vlasic and he, and he stood up for, and he stood up for Vlasic. I mean, we've complained ad nauseum about guys, you know, not taking numbers and guys not sticking up for their teammates. So I'm not going to, you know, like, yeah, do, do I think Nico Sturm should be fighting Nick Ritchie? No, but in that situation, I'll give him a fucking pass.
0: Uh, Rob, Iman with a $10 super chat. Thanks, yes. Rob. Uh, I wish the Department of Player Safety was consistent with their punishment. This is why I advocate for an appeals officer for a balanced power with George Peros to hear expedited appeals. Okay, here's the problem with that, right? Here,
1: here, the, the Department of Player Safety isn't something you can arbitrarily change. This is... The, the, the whole Department of Player Safety, that whole process, is in the CBA. So the players got the system that they bargain for. And it's until the next one comes up, that's what they're dealing with. And trust me, when I say this, when they're not going to this is a place where I don't think they're going to try and get concessions because they're not going to want to give up what they would need to give up in order to change this process. Right. And and again, here's and here's the other problem with that too, right? The players themselves You know, they're like, yeah, I want to be protected, but I don't want to get, I don't want to lose a bunch of money if I get suspended for X games, right? Like, (laughs) the they have the system they negotiated for. They have like it's collectively bargained. There's no changing the system. So while I can certainly appreciate Rob's perspective, I just it's just it's not feasible. There's no way to change it until the CBA comes up. And I'm telling you, like, there's there's two things that the players generally give up concessions on like give up quickly and it's player discipline and entry-level contracts. Those are the first two things that, that
0: get thrown away in, in collective bargaining. There you have it from Mr. Reed. I in, but uh, yeah, I mean, I digress. I mean, that's done. Let's, let's move on, you know, middle, Luke, Luke Coonan, another guy that obviously, um,
1: that that i think i don't i've never i haven't been a big Luke Cunning guy but um yeah i don't know i mean again it's like who do you, who do you replace him with right and it just seems like it's just it, guy after
0: guy yeah and, and it and it is a guy factory as as you've put it in the past i mean you're either getting these guys or you're yeah. bringing up the kids like you were doing last year with like Scott Reedy and, and, yeah, they're not uh, doing well,
1: it for kids. Well, you know, I mean, look, if, if there was if there was ever an opportunity to bring up the kids like it was tonight, hurdle goes down. Coonan's out for the year like hurdles out, Curdle suspended. Coonan's out for the year. Like and what is
0: how do the Sharks respond? They call up CJ Cease again and then throw him in the press box within a day. I mean, he was called he was sent back down. Yesterday.
1: Like <laughs> if there was ever, if there was ever a time to like put a guy like Bordello in the lineup, this was it. Tonight yeah. was the night. You, this is where you would want to do that, but no, 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 no. The San Jose Sharks want first line fucking Nick Benino.
0: Yeah. Well, where's where's the I mean, and Michael Molasses brings it up. Eric, Ian, thoughts on Lindblom's performance today? Lindblom was supposed to be—I mean, we were projecting him as second line when he was yeah. signed in the off season. He's down with Gadjevich and, Laure- and Lawrence.
1: Yeah, I, I, Lindblom just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's been a gamble that just hasn't worked, right? Mm-hmm. Like he was a guy that came in as kind of like a reclamation project, and it just—it just hasn't worked out that because I like Lindblom I think again you know really good you know really good story um but he's a guy who just hasn't really produced and he's you know and now he's just getting played in dumb places where he's never gonna succeed
0: and and it just sucks and you know we've already seen a couple of people you know mentioning Bortolo should have started the year in San Jose uh, you know, who is consistent, Bordelot. And we'll get to Bordelot in a bit. But, I, you know, this is, I mean, this is where the type of the year and the type of these games where the offense reigns supreme. And yeah. let's be honest here, people. If you're calling up CJ Cease, you're not calling up Eklund, Bordelot, heck, even Tristan Robbins or Daniel Gustin. If you're not calling them up here, Unless there's something devastating that happens, they ain't, can, come, come. they ain't coming. They ain't coming. They're not
1: coming. I don't think they're coming until.
0: I mean, maybe. Maybe past the trade the deadline? Picture. I
1: doubt it. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, if the trade deadline goes and the Barracuda are, like, just nowhere near the playoff race, then maybe they start getting a look.
0: Maybe. Maybe. But, I mean just no it's just you know and and, you know alec vincent making up a point here keep the kids down this year don't burn a year of their elc be awful rebuild finally you can only slide and if you're less if you're the only way your contract
1: cannot like slide is if you are is if you're under 20 and i don't know if I, i don't know if eklund has any like bortolo doesn't have any slide room he's if bortolo's like keeping him down there isn't keeping Bortolo down or keeping Eklund down, like those guys, their ELCs are already ticking. Um, Tristan Robbins. Yeah. There, there's a guy like you probably want to just let marinate, let the slide kind of take effect. Um, same with, same. I don't know, man. Again, like it's so you can tough. only slide so much, right? Like, right. Your, your contract can only slide so far. Um, I'm not really worried about ELCs at this point um, because like I said, once you're 20, that, clock starts ticking so
0: in the tough part being you know the, they're eventually gonna have to get up here but you, you just don't want them to get frustrated with it being in the AHL to marinate um, so
1: I, I I mean I, I hope that I, if I'm look at if I'm Thomas Bortolo if I'm William Eklund right now I should have a chip on my shoulder especially Bortolo like I think absolutely Um, and not to end, look at William Eklund has been fine. Like I, I have no issues with William Eklund, but if I, most of the season, if you had tell me I could only pick one to call up, it's been Bortolo.
0: No, I mean, he's played fantastic in the AHL leading Mm -hmm. rookie scorer in the AHL, you know, so you would think, you know, Hey, we'll see where they're at. So. Um, continuing on with the recap of this game, you know, Sharks only have five shots in the second period. Granted, their last one, um, kind of gets you kind of psyched up for the third with Barabanov, you know, getting in there to, to cut it to three, two, which again, really
1: good opportunity. Like, I mean, just an opportunistic play, um, Barab- i love barabonov um like again there's there's some guys in this team that i really really like as much as maybe i hate this team as a whole right now um barabanov to me has been you know he's he's been a guy that's always fun to watch um and look he takes he takes advantage of an opportunity given to him and he buries the puck in the net like very opportunistic goal but you know those are the kinds that get you back into games and the sharks Again, they, they tried to get back into this one, and Calgary kind of let them back into it. I just, but again, like I don't think
0: the Sharks should have been in this game at any point with the way they played. They shouldn't have because they played pathetically the first two periods. But of course, they come back and tie it just to tease the living crap out of us. Timo Meyer with a beautiful shot from the slot with Carlson kind of playing, uh, dangling around to tie it up mm-hmm. at three. I mean that got me out of my seat a little bit because that was a sweet goal from Timo, um, who's really tore it up lately. Yeah, you know, and then you know you get Lucic taking that kneeing penalty, and all of a sudden, oh shoot, the Sharks are going to have an opportunity. And the power play—I mean, they didn't score tonight, but the power play looked creative. They looked like they were in it and everything, and it just couldn't, you know, translate to a goal. And then, of course, Calgary decides to just, just put the foot down and, and just, you know, Kadri gets a pair. You know, Milan Lucic has found his goal scoring. Hey, way to go defense. He hasn't scored in 62 <laughs> games, and now he's scored in back-to-back games in San Jose. You know, and then Toffoli gets his second of it to to kind of finish it off. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, just a wave of emotion. Like, I was pissed. I was ready to go off. I, I was, like, going to challenge my inner Ian, getting on an Ian rant 30 seconds in. And then I was like, oh, you mother You guys are going to tie this game up and and steal a game from Calgary. And then you tease with my emotions again midway through the freaking period. But, um... Uh Nico Sturm went off uh, in the post game. Uh, our overall effort was pretty embarrassing. We have to look in the mirror for the first time. I thought we looked. I thought we looked scared at times. It's unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, I I would not disagree.
1: Uh, I obviously like I I watched as much of this game as I could, but I was watching two games at the same time, so. Um, But I don't think like, again, anytime where I was had my eye on the Sharks game, like, yeah, I I don't think they I think they let Calgary completely dictate the play for a lot of this game, at least a lot of the parts that I watched. Um, And if you let the other team dictate the game to you, then their chances are you're going to lose. And again, like the Sharks did, like you said, they they got back in it, but they didn't deserve to be in this game at any point. Uh, I'm just going to repeat that.
0: No, but but it's it's a <laughs> solid point, Ian, because it, they they weren't ready to go 30 seconds in. No. I you let them like you only you know, go 14 shots through the first 40 minutes. Uh, you know, you, you're turning the puck over like crazy. I mean, yeah. you had nothing going for you, you know. Uh, Sturm went on to say it was a fear of The next mistake and you can't play hockey like that. Um, you know, especially being at home, being down to nothing after 30 seconds, you don't have any confidence. Guys are scared to make that next mistake. Yeah. (sighs)
1: Yeah. I agree. Like, and again, they they not only were they afraid to make mistakes, but they didn't support each other so that when you don't support like if you don't support guys when you're playing your system then obviously like the only thing you're going to do is make mistakes because there's nobody to if you have nowhere to put the puck other than to the other team or wait for the other team to take the puck off of you like yeah obviously you're gonna be afraid to make mistakes because mistakes are the only fucking play you have right
0: i mean just just let let's let's be um let's be honest We've heard demoralizing, embarrassed, scared. The, uh, the team's psyche, you know, is I don't know. is absolute crap right now. And what? I mean, well, I mean, it, but it just like, hasn't James been since was J- the only
1: reason I that won. they were in this game for as long as they were. And, and like James Reimer can't like this. This let wait for James Reimer to bail us out every game. Like, I don't know. Like. It's not a recipe for success. I love James Reimer. Don't get me wrong, right. but um, like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing if it's, if all we're doing is is just waiting for James Reimer to to bail them out to try and keep it close so you can score some opportunistic goals? Like, it's not a way to win hockey yeah. games. And at the end of the day, it's fine. Yeah, because we don't want them to win hockey games. But I don't know,
0: like. We, we want them to win, but at the same time, maybe we shouldn't want. We them want all. them to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, right. And tonight, I don't think tonight was an overly entertaining game. No. Tonight was
0: a frustrating game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, Michael Molasses say, "I am surprised no one said they shot themselves in the foot in this game." Well. They're they're not that cliche. Let's be honest here. I <laughs> uh, they've said that a lot this year. I mean, but in and maybe, they have. Like the quota has
1: been foot right? left? Maybe maybe <laughs> they've they've got like the the cliche board in the in the back there because they're obviously not drawing any X's and no, O's. So they got the cliche boards like,
0: oh god,
1: we used shot in the foot a lot. What other crappy cliche can we
0: use? Mm-mm, Damn it! Where's say- where's <laughs> the where's the second thesaurus book in here? Where can we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know where's the where's the second hockey cliche book can we use oh god you know <laughs> Uh yeah that that was um that wasn't fun so sharks lose seven to three Kadri has 24 points in 25 games against the sharks um as we mentioned before hurdles out for two games because of the high stick on sunday uh cunning uh, got hurt in the Arizona game last Tuesday. I think it was like his first shift and he's done for the year he had season ending yeah. knee surgery. So, ACL. Um, uh, which I mean,
1: look at I, I'm again, another guy who I don't think has really brought anything. And I think it's another reclamation project or another, you know, a guy that Greer brought in again. Like I I, I said a few shows ago, like the I, I'm not going to say like, you know, Mike Greer is the worst GM in the league, but I'm like all of his early moves have so far not been good. Like the early, the early know. results on Mike Greer are not good. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to be here like, oh, oh my God, God, we need to fire Mike Greer tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. No, but I think you can say that this has been, um, this has been, you know, it's unfortunate, uh, for sure. Like, uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, you, you don't want a guy to get hurt. Um, but, you know, uh, if if it's if it's a few less trips to the penalty box for the Sharks, like maybe
0: that's a that's a net positive. They definitely have not been listening to Zach Croft uh, for staying out of the penalty box. I guess that means that uh, freaking uh Kevin LeBanc will get hit, replace him as the the guy who goes to the box too much. You know, <laughs> Michael losses Yeah, but hey, Tanner no, that's true. Let's do the super chat. Yeah. Uh, Zachary Strauss, thank you so much. Uh, $10 super yes, chat for you. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Strauss Man and his season full of freaking flyer miles? I think he deserves more of a shot on the CUDA. I mean, it's just that the CUDA and the Sharks are filled with goaltenders right now, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. So here's my take I think that I really like Strauss Man so far. I think Mackie Niemi. Up until his call-up, I think had really definitely earned his playing time. Like McInnemy seems to have gotten the bulk of the playing time, and he's earned it, in my, my opinion. Uh, and then he got called up, and then he went back down, and nothing's really worked for them since. Um, Arundel, being the veteran guy there, you expected him to get um, a decent number of starts. It's, you have three really good goalies, unfortunately, and you know I I like Stress Man. I think Stress Man. I agree, Stress Man should absolutely get. A, a better shake of playing time down there, I think. Um, especially now, because like I don't think Arendelle's been particularly good either of late. Uh, the Arendelle's had more misses than hits in games lately, and I feel like Strosman maybe should be the benefactor of that, right? right. And, and get some more starts. Um, I've heard a lot of ideas as to why Strosman is kind of the odd guy out he is he has the least experience of the three goalies is what i lean to um but i've heard others say that you know others have brought up the fact that ito Makiniemi is the guy that mike greer brought in and strauss man is the guy that doug wilson jr brought in is there anything to, i don't know i don't think there is i think it's just an issue of you know Mackiniemi has a little more AHL experience. Um and obviously Arendell is the veteran of the group, so obviously he is going to, you know, they're they're gonna they're three really good goalies on a on a on a team that there's only so many games, right? Okay. Um now I think Strosman, man to his credit um has played well when called upon in the CHL. He's you know, from all accounts he's Totally fine with the frequent flyer miles. I think he's going to get a chance to um, really solidify himself once uh, James Reimer is traded. Yeah. Provided we don't break him first and then they <laughs> call somebody up. I think he will get the the benefit there. Um, I don't know. Again, like, so, you know, and Tiger in the chat kind of going with the with the Mike being, you know, McEnaney being the Mike guy, like again, I, 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 could be it. I'm not saying it's not it. I just, you know, I based on not. everything that was said, I, you would obviously hope not, right? But it's it's a possibility. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna shoot it out outright. I just, I, I just don't particularly buy into it. I think it's more of an issue of just like, you know, this team's.
0: Weird obsession with veteran players. It, and I think just having an NHL experience netminder in the AHL and when that trade does happen with Reimer, and and yeah. like I said, as long as we don't break him, <laughs> right. uh, you know, you have an NHL caliber goaltender to come up to be with uh, Kapo Kakinen. Uh, but, you know, Dell needs time in there as well. And and it's just a matter of you know when somebody is available, then he'll get the call up. But I mean, looking at his numbers, four one and one, with a nine twenty four save percentage in yeah, Wichita, he's been, really he's been good. Yeah, I, he's
1: been good, and he's been good. I think he's been good when called on um, for the Barracuda too. Um, again, I think he's going to get more time. He's he's going to get a shot. I I don't like. I think he's going to get a shot. I think it's just an issue of. Um, you know clearing up the log jam a little and like i said a james reimer trade will do wonders for that or you know and or heaven forbid an injury will you know do wonders for that i think um but yeah stress man should definitely get more looks i 100 percent agree with that i think he's uh i really like stress man um i want him to, i want him to get more looks for sure
0: yeah i i i same thing with like with the other kids you know you just hope you're you don't frustrate them for not calling them up. But again, you also have to earn their, I want, I want,
1: I want, want, you know, I want them to have a chip on their shoulder. I want them to, because when they come up, they're going to, you know, you want them to come up. And then when they finally do get the call, you know, I think if you have a chip on your shoulder, um, you know, you're more likely to take a better, you know, make better use of that opportunity. Whereas if you just, you get called up because you think that you should be the next man up, um look at, again, it's really difficult because like, again, I would, there's situations where I would have called up different players, but obviously the Sharks don't want to do that. And then for whatever reason, right, you can say, okay, they're tanking. Sure, I get that. But at the same time, I don't think like, I love Thomas Bortolo. I love William Eklund. I don't think they're going to, their call up single-handedly changes the team's fortunes, but at least they're playing against better quality of competition.
0: No, I can completely agree and get him some game time as well. Uh in any form rather than having him sit sit on a bench or sitting in yeah. the press box at Texi Arena. So Yeah. Um speaking of Texas Arena, the team that plays there, the home team played tonight and oh boy. Ooh Barracuda. Barracuda played in Abbotsford tonight, Ian. Um you got to uh see that wonderful game. Um I did. <laughs> Six to the final uh... six to the final. Um,
1: You know, it's funny because uh, if you watch the Sharks game tonight, uh, the Barracuda game was very similar. Um, So it's going to be really easy to recap. Um, The Barracuda kind of got dominated most of the night by a much better um, Canucks team. Um, Barracuda finally got getting some reinforcements back on the blue line. Nick Chech obviously sent down, um, played with Ryan Merkley tonight, and Kanizev uh, entered, re-entered the lineup after that brutal fucking thuggery by uh, Boko um, from the Roadrunners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, look at the the Barracuda. You want to talk about a team that hasn't, that doesn't start on time? It's the Barracuda. The Barracuda. Um, their first periods have been absolutely putrid of late. Um, I think tonight was the 13th game in a row where they allowed the first goal. Oh, God. Um, and usually at the Barracuda kind of get better as they go on, um, as the game goes on. And tonight they kind of did, like they got off to a good start in the second period. Egazino um, scored a goal, uh, nice William Eklund assist. Um, but... The other thing the Barracuda also love to do is they love to sit in the penalty box. And at the start of the season, it was fine because the Barracuda penalty kill was among the best in the league. That has completely fallen to the wayside. So I thought the Barracuda started the second period well enough. They get a goal. They look like they're going to be back in it. And then immediately they take a stupid penalty. Um, And then they get scored on, I think twice and then the whole game and then the rest of the game is just downhill from there. Um so yeah, the Barracuda the penalties are, are, are a are huge concern. The discipline just isn't there and and they just they don't start on time. And I think at this point in the season like again, I I'm, I'm not here to fire coaches cuz I think again it's John McCarthy's first season behind the bench, but I would be curious to hear John McCarthy's take on the Barracuda at this point, like uh, on how, on why they, they just can't seem to start on time on why they are so undisciplined because it's, again, it's like, you know, the, the Barracuda have enough going against them. I mean, for the last, for the last few games, half of their blue line was on PTOs. Like there's definitely excuses you can make for this team, but to borrow something off the Sharks cliche board, that's already you know, filled up for the year, but I haven't filled it up. Like, this is a team that shoots itself in the foot so often. And again, like, when you when you stop being able to kill penalties, you can't take as many penalties as the Barracuda take. And, you know, and it's starting to, I think the goaltending hasn't been great. I don't think Mac and has been particularly great since he's come back down I don't know what the story there is again defense being what it was awful um but yeah I mean again there's there's a lot of in it, there's a lot of things that you can like about the Barracuda right like I think if you're looking at you know you want things to hang your hat on as the Barracuda well William Eklund and Thomas Bordalo are second and third in points for rookie point scoring that's good very good Um, you know, a lot of their, a lot of their guys, like a lot of the kids that you want to see doing well, I think are doing well. Um, but as a team, they're just not, they're just not winning games. And if they don't turn this around soon and they continue playing 500 hockey or less than 500 hockey, this isn't a playoff team. And I think that is, that would be the biggest shame of it all, yep. Right, like no playoffs and then no playoffs and then no playoffs for the for the Barracuda either after you know and because a lot of people are excited about this team to start now the one thing that I will remind everybody is because the Sharks started sucking in the pandemic it feels like the Sharks have been asked for 10 years <laughs> that's that, true. that's how it feels uh, right? yeah exactly but it's been it's been a lot less, and there are a lot of teams in the Pacific Division that have been asked for a lot longer than the Sharks. So their prospect, so their teams are pretty beefy, right? Like some yeah. of the some of the, there's some really good teams in the the Pacific Division because you've had you have teams that have been asked for a lot longer. You have teams like the Ontario Reign. Again, like this is a team that's been asked for a lot longer than the Sharks and has uh, established decent amount of, you know what I mean? Like a decent amount of, um, of prospects in these systems, which is why I've always kind of come on here and I've always laughed when people are like, Oh, the sharks, you know, the sharks prospect pools in the middle of the pack. No, man, they're, they're in the bottom third because their rebuild just started. That's the reality in my opinion. Anyway.
0: Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I again, I think we had visions of, of the making, Calder Cup runs, considering the amount of people they've had, but they've dealt with I, injuries. I, I they've the, dealt with I, call-ups. I think the Calder the Cup
1: run. I think the Calder like the, the this team's gonna win the AHL. I I have always thought those talks were a little much, but I thought like they should be they should be a
0: playoff team. Yeah. Uh. So, as Ian said, they lost six to two to the Abbotsford Canucks. They play them yeah. again on Wednesday. I thought, is it tomorrow? I thought it was Thursday. No, it is it's, it's Wednesday, I'm sorry. The oh poor... it is tomorrow. Oh me damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said Thursday on Twitter. I lied. I'm sorry. It's okay. It, time changes. It's it's different for you. The game will end on on a Thursday for you over there. Uh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh CUDA thirteen fourteen oh one, uh seventh in the ten team Pacific Division. Um uh, so again Yeah, it's not good. Like it's it's not
1: good. No. It's not good. And again, like I said, there are like there are some excuses there. Again, it is hard to it's hard to play with half your blue line being PTO guys. And then like the blue liners that, you know, it's like Ryan Merkley. And then it's a pretty significant drop off to everyone else um, playing playing on that blue line. Right. Like so you have PTO guys and then you have some guys who like like Onyabuchi, for example, who. Um, who I think is, you know, he's right above PTO
0: guy, in my opinion. So they'll play again on Wednesday in in Abbotsford, and then they'll get their holiday break off and be back on the 27th. I believe it's uh, what you didn't get for the holidays night. Uh, So that'll be an interesting one back at uh, Tech CU Arena on the 27th. So there's that. Um, So... San Jose gets outscored a total of thirteen to five uh, in these two games uh, <laughs> between the Sharks and the uh, For the Sharks, they get the Minnesota Wild on Thursday to uh, finish their pre-holiday portion of their schedule. Um, Minnesota coming in with uh, what what their last gas before they they deal with the uh, the buyouts from hell
1: they're i mean they're kind of already in that mess right now like that's already started i think i'd have to
0: look at their thing but yeah
1: i mean yeah they're in trouble
0: yeah i mean the minnesota i mean they're holding down the third spot in yeah. the uh, central they, uh,
1: minnesota's actually surprised me this year they're, they, they've been better than i thought they would be right uh i didn't i didn't expect them to to be as far um to be as far up the standings
0: well, as they are. Well, we expected St. Louis to come out and then they started had that rough one.
1: Ah, and, yeah, St. Louis has been a really weird team this year. I thought St. Louis was going to be better. Um Colorado has been had some injury problems, but I, obviously I don't think anyone expected Colorado to be this as not good as they've been as well.
0: Both both wildcard teams, Colorado and Edmonton, considering how how McDavid and Draisaitl are lighting it up still in and, but I know their goals yeah, have been rough. Campbell's yeah, I was going to say, you know, Campbell's been struggling coming over. I mean, they they, they just re-signed um, Skinner the other day, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah, they oh, extended boy. him. So, uh, you know, and, and the Kraken are hanging in there. They had a big win, uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, tonight uh, against, uh, oh, crap, I forgot what, who they played. But, uh, um, shoot. I know it's not a wraparound, so that's why... St. Louis. St. Louis, there you go. Five to two there. Um, one one more thing we can talk about before we get out of mm-hmm. here. The linesman in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> and the tie that he, that he has with the Barracuda. I did not know this until somebody tweeted this out on the Teal Town Twitter. But that was Dan Kelly. I guess he played in the Cuda's second season. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, he he pretty much threw Michael Bunting off the ice near the end of the second period tonight. Yeah.
1: Um I, I have to watch. I mean, obviously the, the short clip that I saw of it, like you obviously wonder what happened before that. Because it seemed it definitely seemed a little aggressive on the aggressive side. Um I don't know. It's gonna be it's it's interesting, right? Because obviously like the NHL um, to their benefit or fault, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, really, they don't like the refs being the story ever, right? Like, there's a reason why. This is why, like, the refs don't have nameplates on their jerseys, with, with the exception of Wes McCauley and, and right. Carrie Fraser. And that's, that's why, right? <laughs> right. They don't want, like, they don't want the referees to ever be the story. So I'm sure there will probably be a talking to to Mr. Kelly, but I don't think we'll. There won't be any. We'll never hear anything of it. It'll be all oh, hush-hush
0: behind closed doors yeah but the, just an interesting tidbit and side note to that yeah a little <laughs> teeny bit aggressive
1: <laughs>
0: oh fun um uh, jerry hey uh i hope you had fun at the game even though it was a loss uh but uh you know thanks for the venmo donation as well appreciate it so thank you to everyone who's been participating here but uh in case you missed anything you want to watch this again check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher you know we'll know whether it's apple google youtube soundcloud spotify TuneIn, iheart odyssey of course if you're on our youtube channel right now come on let's get those thumbs up uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, hit that subscribe button we're almost at 2900 we'd love for you to get us over the hump there and of course hit that notification bell that'll let you know when we go on next Uh, which will be following sharks and wild to finish up the uh, holiday portion of the shark schedule uh, or the pre holiday portion of the shark schedule so be on the lookout for that but uh Ian of course I think we are not going to be on there so Happy holidays to you, good sir. Yeah. Uh, hopefully- uh, happy
1: holidays to everyone out in the the replay land or the live land, uh, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, again, um, you know, uh, hopefully we can all have a, a glorious new year where the sharks uh, completely tank and, you know, get in the new year and get in the new year festive spirit of good draft picks and all that. Yeah. I would love to get a bit directly. The Barracuda, you know, can pick up some wins and, uh, you know, make it so that we have something to talk about um, during the playoffs
0: before the draft. Obviously, obviously, that'd be that'd be really nice to, to do that. So he's at Ian Blocks Hockey. I'm at puttguy 14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, we'll be back with you on Thursday, following Sharks and Wild, uh, and uh, appreciate each and every one of you have a great holiday uh yes because I uh, believe a safe and happy holiday yes we want to see you back here uh when after the holiday is are done when we talk about more sharks action yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh but appreciate each and every one of you and, and I saw the likes for the tree appreciate that so until Thursday night, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. Happy holidays, and we'll see you on Thursday after the sharks take on the wild. Good night, everyone.